Hello, everyone. My name's Hank Sadala. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun and thankful episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Hello again. And today's one of those topics that I kind of threw it out there yesterday. And then today as we're starting seems so much more relevant because it just seems like um, there needs to be a dose of gratitude out in the world today. And at the same time, both Casey and I had amazing experiences yesterday with the beginning of our shamanic apprenticeship program, where we were both in this immense space of gratitude. So twofold, it's like a double whammy topic today. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I have, um, I always try to be in the space of gratitude as much as possible, but this morning and today especially, I mean, it is just radiating out from me. So I'm definitely in that space and would love to talk about how amazing gratitude can be for shifting the energies and uh, the experiences in our lives. So wonderful topic. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to extend the topic further on Tuesday. Um, there's one, some of the work that I follow is by Neil Donna Walsh, Conversations with God. And next Tuesday, Tuesday is our discussion group. And he has these things called the five attitudes of godliness. And gratitude is one of them. And, he, and basically the idea is that God is such an infinite thing, source is such an infinite thing, and words are so limiting that it's impossible to encapsulate the totality of God into like a word or anything like that. So like blessing, gratitude, allowance, all things are these attitudes of godliness that are really the same thing to the degree you can be grateful for something is the degree you can be blessing of it and vice versa. So you can pick any one of these five attitudes and work with it in order to kind of step into like a new awareness and a new knowing, if you will. And what are the what are the five again? I'm gonna forget all five. <laughs> One of okay. them is um, the, to the degree you can be blessing of something to bless something, uh, acceptance or allowance, uh, gratitude, and the other two I forgot. I can probably look it up though, because I got like the book here. So what, when you're telling a story or something, I'll look it up. But, but gratitude is particularly potent for me. Um, and I've said this on the past broadcasts, but I've been sober now for like 12 plus years. And the very first year was like white knuckling it for me. It was really tough. And like, um, I just remember being in this victim space and I would always be like, well, I want to do this, but I can't, I want to do that, but I can't. And my sponsor gave me this tool. He said, you know what? Self-pity and gratitude cannot coexist. And he gave me an example. He's like, you really want to help this person, but you feel you can't. Instead of saying, I wish I could help them and I'm powerless because I can't, you say, I'm so thankful that I'm in a place of sobriety, that if and when they're in a place to be in receiving of my help, that I will be able to, to help them. And it started to change my world. What started as just a word game, reframing things from self-pity into gratitude, it, it shifted from just saying the words into really stepping into a place of being grateful for everything, even if you just uh, got your car smashed up. <laughs> you know, like, well, I'm glad that it was, uh, you know, just my car and not, you know, but, but it really started to to create that space for me. And it takes time to sort of reprogram the mind in order to really react to everything with gratitude. I know when I first started practicing gratitude for the good things, et cetera, um, there was still a long time where, uh, you know, uh, the old patterns would come up and, you know, I'd have to really remember and something awesome would happen and okay, then I'm grateful. And, uh, but it, it, sometimes it can be a process of years before we're finally in the space to where you get to the point where like me the other day when I was hiking, or I guess it was a week or so ago now, but I 
fell and hurt my ankle really bad and stood up. And the first thing that came to my mind was thank you for whatever lesson I was supposed to learn from that. <laughs> <laughs> but things really get magical when you when you start to function from a space of gratitude. Um, as uh, we people talk about when referring to uh, the law of attraction, the law of vibration, the law of frequencies and all of that, um, like attracts like. So if you are giving gratitude for the things that you want more of in your life, um, whether that's finance or uh, positive relationships or whatever it might be, if you're truly grateful for that, the universe hears that loud and clear, especially if you when you really feel it instead of just thinking the words, but if you can really feel and emanate that gratitude, the universe receives that message and it's going to 100% of the time start to give us more of that. But that can be a little tricky, especially say, for example, with finances, because sometimes um, <clears throat> a person who uh, knows that they could be making a lot more money, uh, they maybe even feel that it's possible for them to have thousands, millions of dollars. Uh, but right now they've only got a hundred bucks in their bank account, right? So it can be hard to be in, in a world where that's not really a lot of money when we have bills to pay and things, to be grateful for that hundred dollars. But it's, you have that money. And if you can shift your attitude to being, thank you, thank you, thank you, that I do have that $100 in my savings, um, then the universe hears, I am thankful for this money. The universe goes, oh, okay, you're thankful for that. That's important to you. Here's some more. And it may not be, it can be instantaneous, but as we, the more we focus on gratitude for these things that we're trying to attract more of, the more, the more of the energy kind of builds and it can grow sort of exponentially. Yeah. And I found that in the book, it's on page 63 of book one, at least in the three-part trilogy, the five attitudes of God are totally joyful, loving, accepting, blessing, and grateful. And all those are really encapsulating into one thing, but English doesn't do it justice, so it's broken down, but it's really one concept. And if you can start with any one of those five and be totally joyful for something, totally gracious for something, totally blessing or an allowance of something, it lets you shift into all the other ones to the degree you can be grateful is the degree you can be any of the other things or vice versa is the idea in the in the book. Oh, I love it. Yeah, joy. Joy is such an amazing <laughs> thing. Joy is your natural state. It, it really is. is. <laughs> uh, we just have forgotten ourselves. And now like we're remembering it. And that's when Lana woke up this morning. I was telling Casey before we started, like I was going through Facebook and the first three things I read were just like doom and gloom, doom and gloom, doom and gloom. And I'm like, I even went on and I did a little five book, a five minute Facebook live on my Sonic Shaman page, just reading a passage from Neil Donald Walsh where it's saying, you know, your whole experience is a meditation where you're contemplating your your in interaction with the divine, your creationship with the divine, you can choose to label it all as perfection. And granted, we are in unprecedented times. Uh, the one thing you can control is who you're being in, in creationship to that. And if you go to the place of doom and gloom, then your, your point of view creates your reality and you're telling the universe what you're focusing on and it gives you more of that. So start by shifting today challenge everybody it's the uh, mm -hmm. gratitude challenge for the next 30 days or let's just do it a week just for next week every single time you find yourself having a pity party or have you ever seen people where they argue about who has it worse 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what are you telling the universe? Like, oh, well, you think you have it bad. Well, this is what happened to me. Like, what are you putting importance on? Like, who has it worse? <laughs> quote unquote, worse. And so, like, have your, you know, go through the the next week, and anytime you find yourself in a pity party, um, say, okay, I'm going to do what those crazy shamans said. And I'm going to put this in a statement of gratitude. And then also, instead of um, arguing about who has it worse, talk about the bless and the mess. Mm. The bless and, and the mess. <laughs> and look at the people in your life and look at how look at yourself as well. And notice um, when you meet someone you haven't seen, a friend or a family member you haven't seen for a while, what is the first thing they start to share with you? Are they sharing with you all of the wonderful, amazing, awesome things that are happening in their life? Or are they sharing with you about how horrible their job is and, and how this is going wrong and all the negative and, or you know, unpleasant things that are happening? Um, and that'll really give you sort of the, um, uh, sort of a, a, a feel for where that person is operating from. Are they, and, and, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, I know people who, uh, you know, we, we meet and it's, Oh yeah, I just got fired from this job, and then I started a new job, and uh, and oh, everyone there sucks, and uh, and uh, oh, you know, with my girlfriend, this is going bad, and whoa. and that every single time I meet with them, it's some, it's new, new information, new experiences that and that are like the self fulfilling prophecy of just like everything always goes wrong, and uh, that's because that is exactly what that person is focused on. So it's like they're sending out a powerful prayer with a lot of energy and intent behind it uh, of all these horrible things and then they get more of it because the universe responds like attracts like and um uh but then you get other people um uh, I, th I think people would probably agree in my life that i'm one of those people um hopefully <laughs> uh, but like when i meet people i'm always sure I'm, I'm like oh i'm doing the shamanic apprenticeship thing and this is awesome and it's been i've been having these experiences and doing these readings and uh like every time uh, I meet with someone, I've got new, cool, awesome stuff to share. and um, But that's what I focus on. I focus on the fun, amazing things that are happening. And the universe continues to show me more and more of how much is possible with all of that and how much more I still have yet to experience in the terms of just wonderful, magical, everyday experiences. Absolutely. And if you do find somebody going to that place of doom and gloom, one of the other things to to be in awareness of or being mindful of is to not reinforce it. Uh, right. So, like, it, there's a thing. There's a difference between allowance. Allowance is just letting someone be in the space that they're in, and that's what people need. If you align and agree with them, you're reinforcing the victim mentality. And if you say, "Oh, well, you know, you don't have it that bad," now you're creating an opposition, and they fight against that. So the only the only real way to get people to give them the space to grow out of it is to just be an allowance of where they're at. You don't align and agree with it. You don't resist and react to it. You just let them be, and you can offer things from your own experience that might help them shift into that space. And we have Dr. K. She was uh, on with me a little bit before, and she was messaging. She would love to join, so she has a lot to offer on the topic here too. Oh, wonderful! We'll bring Dr. K. Hello, again. welcome. Because <laughs> yeah, we, we were our, our press conversation was more of the doom and gloom, so this is nice. To Sorry. Pick it back. <laughs> no, well, we were talking about 5G and something. So if you're interested in learning a little bit about 5G and what you can do uh, related to that, go back and check our holistic highlight podcast from 10 o'clock, but we won't bring that into this conversation. No, no. This is my favorite of all time topics. This has changed my life, guys. Just like, oh, I can't even say how much that's changed my life when things were rough years, years back. It just night and day, like can't stress it enough. <laughs> 
Well, and to create context, because people know me and Casey a little bit because we do this every day now, uh, Dr. K is one of our HHH affiliates through Holistic Health and Healing, also has her own storefront in the same plaza, but she does functional medicine combined with all kinds of stuff like biofeedback and all kinds of wonderful things. So just to give you a little bit of context to this uh, a random person is that we brought out of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and you know, that's the thing I wanted to kind of make touch on real quick is you don't have to be some shaman or magical chosen person in order for gratitude to make these major shifts in your life. Any person, every single human being has the ability to completely shift their energy, their focus, their attention through gratitude and watch how it will completely transform your life. And that sounds sort of uh, new agey and self-helpish, but it's really not. Um, you know, you start to play with it yourself. Just focus on whatever you're grateful for and uh, just really pay attention. You know, we put the gratitude out there, but then we have to be in the space of perceiving how the universe is responding. And then every little thing it sends back to us, more gratitude and just watch how it will completely shift things. You know, and the natural thing about starting to enter the space of gratitude, it means you actually have to show up for what's happening. Right. If you're on autopilot and life is happening to you, you're already you're you're already having a struggle because you're just not showing up. But if you can start to shift into gratitude, then you're going to start noticing the things in your life because you're going to be noticing when you go to pity and you're going to be making a different choice. And with that different choice, it starts a whole upward spiral effect of what's going to start coming into your reality. So just the fact that you're focusing on it is going to be creating shifts and changes in you. And now you're consciously creating a reality instead of just like you said acting on autopilot and that shift alone is immensely powerful yeah i like saying like if you're in a boat right if you have no momentum at all it's really hard to get going but if you have momentum and then things change it's it's much easier to change course right if you already have momentum a lot of people haven't even started rowing yet uh, so as, as soon as you start showing up for your experience and you start kind of putting effort into the universe to shift change, to shift perception, and you start with anyone, you shift your perception, you, it shows your behavior, it shows your experience, and it starts this upward spiral. So just start choosing uh, gratitude. However, that starts with, like with me, it was a word game way back when, and then it became a place of being. So whatever, whatever baby steps you want to do, start rowing and the universe will, will put a motorboat on then and zip you along. But we, we, we all do have the choice. You know, some people think, well, things aren't going well enough for me to be grateful right now. And, you know, again, that's a that's a perception. That's a decision that you made to not be grateful. Um, and so the other way you can choose at any point in your life, no matter what is going on, you can choose to start to focus on gratitude. Right. Even if it if you're making it up, like when I first started with it and there was someone really close to me that also had similar um, characteristics of drinking as I did. I will never label anyone as an alcoholic. But that was my I, I was in the space where I was actually getting better. And I was like, I wish I could help them. And the, the reframing was, I'm so grateful that I am in a space of sobriety where I can help them if and when they're ready. And in, at the beginning, it didn't feel light at all. I was just like, I'm saying this because someone told me to. But there, but you keep with it. And over time, some, there's a tipping point. Like you're putting, you, you, you've been like a seesaw like this, right? And you start putting your little word games or whatever you're doing. And over time, that shifts. And there's a tipping point where instead of just saying you're grateful or going through the motions to act opposite, all of a sudden you start being grateful. So you just stay the course and start. And as soon as you start, everything starts to shift. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. There's there's a book by um, Robin Burns called The Magic. That's where I started, and I can say that book changed my life. I have that book right over here on my floor. <laughs> I love that. Like I was really down in the dumps. I will full be vulnerable and completely say life was just not good at that point in time. Um, but 
I am somebody that I'm, I'm great at following formulas, uh, but it is a choice because I have given that book to folks and they're like, yeah, I did three pages. I'm like, no, you got to stick with a 30 day program because <laughs> the, the techniques are so simple every day. It's a tiny five minute thing. And everything changed after that. I was like, whoa, like things really shifted, but um, it's almost like your brain is a muscle too. You kind of have to force it a little bit in the beginning and get the engine rolling. And sometimes, yeah, it's like, I'm just going through the motions. And like Casey said, it's just, things don't feel so good right now. Things aren't so great right now. But if you find the one little thing that I tell people, find one thing that you really like, I don't care if it's a cup of coffee or something that you had that just brought you a tiny little bit of joy and a tiny little bit of warm feeling, grab onto that feeling and stay there and then amplify from there. There's always something to be grateful for. I mean, you have a roof over your head, you you know, maybe money is not the, the highest right now, but there's always something to be grateful for always. Yeah. So grab onto those things, get into the feeling of that thing, or even a past feeling that you've had of something that was, you know, great in your life. Go back and, and feel that feeling. And Kathy was asking, what's the name of the book again? Oh, uh, the magic. The magic. It must not be that good, though, because Casey has that on his floor. It didn't even warrant a spot on the bookcase. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) Robin, B-Y-R-N-E, I believe. Uh, And then we have Becky just saying, fake it till you make it. Never thought it was a good good advice until you make it. Like, really? That's (laughs) fake it until you make it. feel like because of that tipping point. Then when it does tip, sometimes you get launched. Oh, yeah. People told me to do that. Fake it till you make it. I'm like, I have it. It's not working. <laughs> it doesn't work until it does. It doesn't work until it does. Uh... But it does. And even like the I am statements, it's, I, you know, I've started a new line of I am statements. And at the first week, I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. But you almost start to trick yourself <laughs> into believing it. It starts to like, wait, wait. It's like, this is, I'm starting to embody this feeling of I am blank, whatever you want to fill in the blank. Yep. So, uh, Neil Donald Walsh has a real simple meditation in his book. So you just go around and everything that you notice, you say, I am that I am. And it's am. reminding you yeah. that you are the th- very thing that you're looking at. It's another reflection of infinite being, right? And I am that I am. And then you could really start to make choices too, then based on you being in the world, but not of it, because you're recognizing everything as you, even though we're separate, we're also one. And so your whole choices start to shift when you can really be in that space too. And if you really want to dive in, have you ever read the I am discourses? Yes. Yeah. I got the whole set. It's amazing work. Really, really cool stuff. It's all really cool stuff. It's uh, definitely read it when you're more awake. Cause if you read it, Oh, there's, there's benefits to reading it at night too, but usually it puts me down pretty quick. (laughs) Cause it's it's the energy hitting me. I'm just like, Oh, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Not ready to accept all that energy. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and the uh, the other thing that I would um, throw out to people, like if you find yourself really resisting, like trying it, then ask the question, what in me hurts so much that I have a fear that if I'm grateful, it will percolate to the top and I'm going to have to deal with it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when we're on autopilot, part of it is the brain desperately trying to prevent these things from bubbling up to the top. We call yeah. it like heaving the boulders and, and meditation. You go down and meditate, and as you touch in with that oneness, all these boulders get heaved up. And some people actually get more anxious and more disharmonious uh, when they start to meditate because all these boulders get start to get heaved. So proactively exactly. ask, like, what's underneath the surface that I'm so afraid of unearthing that if I were to be willing to look at and deal with would change everything? But it, yeah. you will move through that. I mean, sorry, Casey, mm. I didn't. Oh no! I was just saying. Um, there have been the 
there have been times in my life. I remember when I first hit, there are different kinds of awakenings um, to start out. Uh, people mean different things when they say the word awakening. Some people are talking about the, the first time you experience energy and spirit. Um, and I think more so people are talking about the realization of uh, oneness, that everything is uh, is one or is consciousness. And uh, it was my real, the first time that I sort of separated from um, the ego uh, and not really, not really separated, but stop identifying with it and uh, stepped into that space of just pure being. Um, there was just intense um, joy and love. And I was just laughing like a little kid. Um, but then like things would start to come up and get really uncomfortable. But for like a whole year or two, I still remained in that space. I knew it doesn't matter what comes up because this immense peace, joy, and love that just constantly is emanating from this space is so much better, so much more powerful than anything I've experienced. So I don't care what comes up, I'm going to deal with it. But I don't know how or when it happened, but then um, the the mind drew me back in and there were I get the years where I wasn't in that. And, and you never really forget it. But there were times when I was more involved in the thoughts and the physical world and all of that. Um, and then uh, there was a time when um, I had, I was purposefully suppressing a lot of my psychic abilities as they were starting to really develop. And um, so there was a lot of trauma and pain around that because of things that happened in the past. And I met with someone who gave me a reading and I was talking to them about, um, you know, I lived for like a year or more at a time in that space of just total being and bliss. And, um, and now any, at the time, this is any time I would go to try and connect with that and, and, and be in that space again, um, a, a ton of anxiety would come up and I would just go, it's not worth it. I'm not even going to try. And, uh, he told me though, he's like, listen, you work through that. Um, you know, that stuff's going to have to come up and it's going to be really uncomfortable. But on the other side of that, you remember that bliss, that peace, that joy, that's right there waiting for you. And I finally was like, all right, you know what? I don't care if it kills me. I'm going I'm, I'm to sit here and do it again. And I'm um, sure enough, things got really intense. And then it just, everything <laughs> popped. And then there I was in that space again. And um, uh, so, yeah, so I would say to people, um, one, as you are connecting with this stuff and discovering your true nature, um, feeling the interconnectedness of all things, et cetera, communication with the divine. Um, and if, and as you meditate, as, as these boulders, like we're saying, start to come up, um, know that one, it's not going to kill you. You're not going to die. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> and if you do, you're an infinite being, you'll come back. Right. So, <laughs> um, and two, it is so worth it. It is so, so, so worth it to work, to actually work through those energies, those emotions, those traumas, whatever comes up. Uh, because on the other side of that is more intense bliss, uh, more ecstasy, joy, love than you ever thought was possible. And uh, and it's there all the time for you. So yeah. it's worth it. And I would say 99% of the weight of these boulders is all related to judgment. Either you accepting a judgment from somebody else from something you did or you judging yourself for something that happened. And that judgment, that 99% of it, if you can just shift into the space of allowance and not judging whatever it was, whatever you did, interesting point of view. And you don't have to go to the place of judging it as right or wrong or good or bad or being the victim or not the victim and all that the bulk of that boulder then is, is melted away and you're dealing with just a little pearl of wisdom from the experience then. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and learning from the experiences as well, like you said, you know, um, uh, we don't have to go through and remember and experience every little bit of the trauma, but um, all of this, the whole world and all the things that happen are here to help us to wake up and remember who we are. Um, exactly. It was one of my teachers was saying, uh, the world is not here to make you happy. The world's <laughs> here to wake you up. And sometimes it does that through like really intense suffering and things that are not so pleasant. Um, but uh, but yeah, you don't have to relive all of those traumas, all of, of the suffering experiences. But when you get to a certain place of, um, you know, things start to release. Yes. You know, you can you can even enter the space of gratitude and say, thank you. Whatever trauma, even if it was a horrible experience, there was a lot of suffering, serious trauma, you know thank you for the lesson or thank you for leading me to the space where I can now release this and enter into a more peaceful whole version of myself. Yeah, Casey, I think a lot of people have difficulty, challenges with that, like being grateful for a tough situation. And when you're in it, it sucks. It really yeah. does. And it's hard to see. There's times I look back now and I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you that that didn't happen. I wanted it so bad and it was so ugly and it didn't happen. I'm like, well, something else was looking out for me, you know? And <laughs> so you, you learn to look back and understand the gratitude for a tough situation. Not that it's pretty when you're in it. It's not, but, um, well, I, that, I throw, yeah, it's like yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, that brings up but, another place where people really get tripped up. Um, when they judge themselves is that they like to judge past decisions based on current data. And if you had had the data that you have now, then you would have chose differently. And so typically you make a hundred percent, the correct decision. That's the highest for you in that moment, in that moment that you made it. And then 20 years later, looking at everything that you know now, like, why did I choose that? And instead of doing that, give yourself a break. I made the best decision possible when I made that decision. Yes, yeah. I would choose different today, but I'm not gonna judge myself for the choice I made then. And don't drag the past into the future. <laughs> and another thing to think about, uh, whether it was a decision you made in the past or some situation that's happening right now, if you're having trouble feeling the place or the plan that the divine has or, or trusting that everything is happening as it should. Uh, think about this. Every single thing that's happened since the inception of the universe, every little subatomic particle that collided and bounced in another direction, every star that exploded that led up to like the dust that created this planet, every being that ever reproduced and interacted, all of these events have led up to this moment right here, right now. So. It's like the entire universe has orchestrated this moment that we're experiencing in the now right here. And so it's absolutely the only way it ever could be. And uh, and, and yes, we, we choose and we create our reality. Uh, but but uh, the point in saying that is like, just, just realize the beauty and the perfection that's here and know that even if you don't understand why something is happening and it is causing you suffering, know that it's happening um, it's happening in divine perfection, divine timing, and that there is, I don't even want to say there's, there's a reason for it. That feels like the wrong wording, but um, it's happening. Everything in the universe exists so you can have this moment right now. Exactly. Divine timing the... is frustrating, guys. I don't know. I don't tell you. Like, <laughs> I want things right now. <laughs> well, what energy could you be to actualize all your hopes and dreams instantly with total ease? Well, of course, that's the tricky part. You got to get oh. into that energy and be an energetic match. So I tell like, some of my yeah. clients to write, I am an energetic match for dot, 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 whatever it is that you want to be. And write that down 10 times, 15 times, say it over and over. 
and then embody the energy. But that's the tricky piece. You know, there's a, a mantra in access consciousness, and they say that it's designed to be something that wakes people up that are ready to live a conscious life. And the mantra is all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And glory is defined as the exuberant expression of life. And they say saying that 10 times in the morning, 10 times in the evening will change your life. And that's one of the things we were using uh, and some of the other tools of access were when we created the Holistic Health and Healing Center. We were following our own advice, if you will, and all, all this magic just happened to actualize around us. And we weren't even planning to open a center. We were just looking for a bigger office. So if you really start using the tools, if you write down a question, uh, and but it's really about the beingness, like a like attracts like in the oneality. So if you go back to Jerry Nestor Hicks work, um, the Abraham books and all that, if you can create the vibration of abundance or whatever you're looking to actualize in your life, then you're going to naturally draw that to you. Yep. Another great book is uh, by Florence Scovel Shin. Um, she has really great mantras and really great description on how this works and just embodying stuff. So. Uh oh, Hank, it looks like your audio. Uh -oh. Well, my son is over here, so oh. he was distracting me. Say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, he was informing me that we have a catastrophe here. Our little robotic mower person is uh, stuck outside, and he's going to go save it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, how grateful am I am that I, I don't have to mow my grass. I have a little thing that does it for me, so it's fun. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I get stuck, and then it gives my son something to do. Oh, that little that that just reminded me. Um, uh, Aria wanted to be on today. Um, should I? Can I send her a link? You can do whatever you like. Okay, I just I completely forgot until this moment. Oh, and also, while you're remembering that, make sure you change your Facebook thing to public. I I remembered that already. Oh, good. <laughs> Look at me. I'm learning. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, send her this link. And for everybody who was wondering, that was my son, Maximilian. And uh, when he was growing up, uh, well, he's still growing up, but when he was younger than he is now, I, I was including him with a lot of ceremony. He could call in all the directions for shamanism. And then one day he just looks at me and goes, you know what, Dad? He's like, you can teach me all the shaman stuff when I'm a little bit older. Right now, just let me be a kid. I'm like, how aware is that? That's that aware. It's like, yeah, I'm really interested in this, but this is playtime. <laughs> so really grateful for that. I just realized I sent, so much more aware. <laughs> I sent that link to the Shaman Apprenticeship Group, and I meant to send it just to Aria. So oh, we're having a flood of pot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, one of the reasons that this, uh, well, we didn't know it at the time why we were choosing this topic, but we started the 2020 Shaman Apprenticeship Program, had people on our call last night um, from California to Connecticut, and then um, having all the different dreams and all the different inspirations that happened throughout the night, like put us in such a great space of gratitude. And oh, so like, uh, it's like a twofold reason. One, we had this great, amazing experience. And then two, waking up and going through my Facebook feed and seeing like doom and gloom stuff. I'm like, we need a dose of gratitude today. It feels like <laughs> that in the world. Let's do this. Oh, we all, we, we can always all use a dose of gratitude. And even if we already have it, we could use more. Yeah, and if <laughs> you don't need a dose of gratitude, you're the one who needs it the most. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it was just amazing. These, um, uh, uh, the energies uh, that we were sort of introduced to last night were so amazingly powerful, and just uh, the healing 
that Zane was able to bring through in just a matter of like 30 seconds for me in that experience. Uh, I mean, it was just so incredible. One, I realized, okay, this guy, I need to learn <laughs> everything I can. I need to absorb all of his knowledge. Um, even if that takes years and years and years. It's take a couple lifetimes, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> have to come back and just be Zane one life. Right. But, um, but, but, you know, I laid there in bed afterwards and I was just so, I had so much gratitude and, um, oh man, I, I was just laughing, just laughing in joy. And um, I know so many people who, uh, you know, they take, they're taking life so seriously right now. And I just, if I could share just a little bit of that joyous, grateful laughter, um, then, then that's what I want to do. So, uh, so happy we have this forum and show to share this with people. So I'm hoping we can just raise it, even just one person's vibration or millions of people, whoever wants to show up. But uh, either way, we're successful if we've helped you to feel just a little more joy and gratitude today. Yeah. And it was also a full circle for me last night because the, the whole reason I got on this path of the Paco was because I was gifted these uh, chumpy stones uh, from my, my roommate at Lilydale when I was studying at Fellowships of the Spirit. And Dave was only able to get these stones because he went traveling with a guy named Ken Harsh, who uh, he's kind of like the godfather of crystals. And he would plan all these trips to Egypt and to Peru and uh, make trips out of them so he could get there for free, basically, buy the stuff he wanted because he would go to shows and sell them uh, he, with his crystal stands. And last night, as I was starting to fall asleep, um, Ken came through and I was just like, oh, this is going to be a wild night. Like uh, Ken, he was just, in fact, I'll, I'm going to load up the picture because it's such a cool little cool little uh, photo of him and it was such a big important thing for me but like it's the first apprenticeship and i've been working with zane for almost 10 years now first time that ken ever came through uh, oh, wow. with a group before so let me grab oh it's on my desktop uh, here we go and this is a picture of ken harsh I kind of thought this could be Casey as an old man. I wonder if <laughs> as Casey uh, or Casey as Ken in a different lifetime. <laughs> but when, when Ken, I, I try to find this picture, they used this picture after, right after he passed and they kind of put his face out to the galaxy. So there's a picture of him just like that. And all you see behind him is like the Milky Way and stars and planets and all this stuff. And it's like, wow, it's Cosmic Ken. <laughs> cosmic Ken. <laughs> well, I met with some new, uh, some new, uh teachers and i think they'll be uh beings uh people that will um really help me on this journey but i met with uh some some pacos uh last night they showed up um uh i was lying in bed after that intense feeling of gratitude and just sort of this portal over here opened up and there was like a window and all these pacos were standing on top of this mountain like come on over here. <laughs> you know, we, we got some stuff to show you. I just proceeded to have this amazing experience um, with them. And uh, it was all uh, just very playful and, and joyful. And um, oh man, yeah, it was incredible. Don't want to share the whole story because that's going to be a separate thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, beautiful. So, uh, and I'm curious to hear about other people. I know um, some other people have had some experiences um, just I think talking to uh, uh, Shannon from the group as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Matthew did like there's um there's been a couple of people posting and it looks like someone followed your link. We got Magic Mike in the waiting room here. <laughs> we do. So before I bring Mike on, something everybody needs to know about Mike is when I first met Mike, I didn't know one thing that the man said. 
there was a time, man, I'm like the sixth time that something he said from that conversation gave me context for something he said in the first conversation, which is one reason I've nicknamed him Magic Mike. <laughs> so, so, Mike, before I bring you on, I see you laughing. Before I bring you on, really gather your thoughts to, to something concise to share because other people, people are going to be going, what, WTF, mate? <laughs> and they won't know they won't know what you're trying to, to say so i'm going to give you a minute to um to center and with whatever you want to share before i bring you on and to give other people context if you don't get what mike says don't worry you will I and mean, it just might not happen now <laughs> <laughs> all right mike here we go magic mike everybody how are you mike hey how's it going today hey <laughs> <laughs> wonderful so is there something you wanted to share particularly around the topic of gratitude or were you just hanging out in the waiting room? It was really strange. I was with my niece the one day after she had sobered up and we were walking up the stairs and she whispered in my ear, Mike, what are you grateful for? And what came out was everything. Wow. That's yeah. Absolutely, because that's kind of how we started our conversation is finding something to be grateful for in everything that's in your experience. And talking about Ken, uh, Mary was just saying she went to Peru with Ken Harsh, his last trip, a wonderful experience. And other people uh, knowing Ken uh, that got bought, like this man literally, uh, uh, like if you ever took a class from him, you have to wear a hard hat because he would just, he'd be teaching crystals and he would just start throwing crystals at people's heads. <laughs> caught it, it was yours you know like and, and like he would be doing a ceremony and a bee would just stop and you could tell like he's just having a conversation with his bee while he's doing the ceremony and he's like okay this is the bumblebee ceremony and then he starts doing his thing <laughs> that's awesome it was he was great uh, and I, I unfortunately uh, never got a chance to travel with him so i was really grateful for my buddy dave that was able to go and uh and for those of you who haven't heard the story, the real amazing thing is Dave never intended to give me the stones that started me on this journey. He went to all these different villages in Peru and he got these, I'll, I'll bring the stones on uh, the next time just so I could show them, but a chumpy stone, originally there were shells and then they are typically now carved out of alabaster or meteorites and things like that. And they correspond to different energy centers. And uh, the traditional set had five because there's five energy centers in the uh, South American energy system, five main ones called Nawis. And when the Spanish came in, then they made them seven because now it's for the chakras and they didn't know what Nawis were. And then they figured they can just sell a lot to people if they make more stones. So now there's like 12 pointed sets and all that. And he went to like 10 different villages and got a stone from each one. They look like they're carved from, by the same artist, but they came from 10 different places. And uh, when he, when he, brought him back he's um, next to me and spirit tells him give him to hank and he's like really spirit i went to 10 different villages <laughs> to get all these and but he, he listened and he just gave it to me and i'm like what do you do with them he's like i don't know and i'm like okay so i started looking and that's when i found zane so like full circle um ken coming through last night for me is like such an auspicious moment because because of the work ken did it created the space for dave to go on his adventure and get me a tool that was going to lead me to zane which now look at our call last night 20 people from connecticut to california being impacted by one little thing ken did that's and amazing look, look at how much magic is in that one little choice and how much magic is in your world that you might not have just connected the dots on oh yeah and we do we have to be present and and we have to be in the space of uh, receiving and perceiving, right? Um, so there is always magic. The universe is always working in incredible synchronistic ways. But if we're not 
like uh, Hank says, if we're not showing up for that experience, then um, all this magic could be happening. But in our heads, we're just either rationalizing it away or we're just like, okay, you know, uh, more boring stuff is happening. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, yeah, so, so be, becoming conscious and aware and really noticing as these incredible moments arise, not only will that uh, start to make reality a lot more amazing and incredible, but you'll start to experience more and more and more of that. Uh, and you receive more of what you perceive. So, yeah. Yeah. And also what you put your focus on, it kind of tells the universe what you're prioritizing. So if you are looking to create abundance in your life, we talked about this before, instead of paying your bills first, uh, honor you and set aside 10% or however much, excuse me, you can to a separate account where you, your plan isn't to spend it. It's just an honoring of you, of the work that you've done and a representation of, you know, you, you're creating abundance in your life. And the universe says, oh, look, they're putting that aside first. And then they're 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 taking care of everything else after. And so you're putting your attention on what is a priority for you, whatever you're looking to create. And then the universe gives you more versus I'm looking at all the stuff where it's going out of my life. I'm looking at first the thing where it's coming into my life and honoring you. And if you're a business owner, do it for your business too. have a 10% account for your business, have a 10% account for you. And you're honoring the business then and showing the business, hey, business, your job is to create the tool that we need in order to reach people and help people. And a positive message here, you're all small businesses and you're eligible for those free loans they're giving away. Oh, uh, baby. <laughs> I have some friends who they, they've tried all three of them and they're asking what else is possible. And they're using, they're using the money to pay it and they won't have to pay it back. Might that is a nice to. gift from the universe, but they are a little challenging to get, I will say. No, yeah. Melissa was able to, I think, get one. I'm not sure, but there's like a lot of rules and then um, depending, there's a lot of moving parts. But the thing is, if you are a small business owner, you will never know if you don't start the application process. You'll never yeah. know if you don't actually get the information and start to make a choice. But if you're in victim modality, then you might not even pick up or take the effort to go. So make the effort, educate yourself and see if one of those programs are right for you. And if not one of those, there's also grants and there's all kinds of other things outside of that that are normally available, especially if you're a minority business through the SBA. Uh, they have all kinds of grants that are available for minority businesses or um, and other tools, uh, regardless of the pandemic or not, that are available. So you guys didn't know my background is actually business administration with a focus in management and marketing. So I actually went to school for that stuff, believe it or not. How did you get better than that? Yeah, I never thought I would be using it in the ways that I'm using it. You know? I'm glad to get out of banking. But that being said, you know, all the things of the banking world have really put me in a space where I didn't realize it, but I was kind of like on the job training to really think on my feet, talk on my feet. So even looking back to an experience that wasn't necessarily a highlight, it gave me a ton of tools to excel at something else that I was going to do later. So even those things in life, they might not feel like you're grateful in the moment, but what, what are you learning from this experience? It's going to be a tool to create possibility later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, no matter where you're at, if you're just starting out on the path of um, focusing on gratitude and discovering that you are the creator of your reality, um, or you've been consciously creating for many, many years, uh, we can all still learn. We can all still grow. Uh, so, and, and I love the um, Buddhist term, like beginner's mind, right? Um, and I, I'll never forget, uh, I was, I'd been practicing at the Zendo 
for probably a year. And um, I was learning all the chants and everything that we would say. And um, I kind of had a memorizer, like I didn't really even have to look at the sheet and I could just go along and say the chants as we did them. And, um, and then uh, if someone new was in on the meditation, the teacher uh, would open it up and ask them like, please share something about your experience um, so that we can all kind of experience that beginner's mind for ourselves. And I remember this person showed up and, um, and was talking about the chance that we would say. And he was like, I really like it because I don't understand any of the words. And it's just like one syllable that I'm experiencing at a time. And the teacher went on to give this whole talk about it. He's like, yes, that's it. You know, just it be in that moment so much that you're not even experiencing a word. It's just the exact sound that's happening in that exact moment and gave this whole talk. And here I am thinking I was like hot stuff for having these you know, chants and mantras, uh, uh, you know, uh, memorized. And uh, I'm like, oh, I was missing out on that the whole time. So that was my first real like, oh, wow. Okay. Like that sort of part of what the beginner's mind uh, is, is, is supposed to mean. But in all, all of your experiences, show up uh, with the readiness to learn anything and everything that you can from wh what's happening here right now. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I thought there was more to that, but then Spirit was like, nope, that was it. <laughs> well, maybe that in itself is a message that you don't. we don't have to make it elaborate or hard to get to these spaces. All you have to do is just simply start by choosing and choosing what feels light and, and focusing on what you want to bring more into your life. And everything else kind of begins because you started growing. Yeah. Started we are always manifesting. And so... Yeah. People aren't aware of that constantly manifesting. So what, where do you put your, where energy goes, uh, where your thoughts flow, it's where the energy goes. And so what, what reality are you creating? Yeah. And it, and it doesn't matter whether you're conscious of it or not, you're, you're still creating a reality. Uh, and that's where a lot of people get worried. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, why would I want to learn about all that? Then I have the responsibility of like really controlling all of my thoughts and choosing what I create. And it's, well, you have the responsibility either way. It's just, are you going to allow your past programming to continue to create whatever reality is going on right now? Or do you want to become a lucid dreamer or a lucid creator? And do you want to choose to create paradise for yourself? You know, you have the choice. And um, there is like, like we've talked about, there's a little bit of a training period where at first, you know, you, you, you are going back and forth, you're aware and okay, that wasn't the best thought. I don't know what that's creating. And then some thoughts that are like, wow, yes, riding that high and joyful energy. Um, and it will take time before we can really start to rewire the brain to always focus on the things that we really want and gratitude and joy and, and all of that. Uh, but it's, again, it's so worth it. You know, <laughs> would you, would you rather um, continue to experience uh, whatever, you know, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of suffering right now. There's more anxiety and depression in the world than there ever has been. Would you rather to continue in that direction or do you want to put in some effort and practice and then get to the point where whether it takes a month, a year, two years, three years, however long it takes, putting in the effort now, would you rather be in the space where you're then continuously creating a reality and choosing to make things just incredibly joyful, peaceful, loving, and magical for yourself? Yeah. The founder of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas, uh, before he had his six-figure business or however much Access is doing now, he, he started with just one question. He asked, what would I like my life to look like? And that he, and then he followed the energy. He asked a question and then he paid attention as he went about his day and things that kind of 
stood out to him that he said match the energy of the question he would do and that led from one place to the next place always staying in the question and from that look at what access has created in the world it's one of the fastest growing modalities on the planet they bought anchors of rainforest to to preserve it like they're really there's all kinds of great things that have come out of it uh so just to ask yourself the question like what would i like my life to look like if my life could look any way i could choose what would i choose and then what could i be and choose to help facilitate that actualizing for me with the universe yeah. And it's hand in hand. You walk in the AA, they say you walk hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. How fun would that be? How much easier would every day be if you could really have the knowing of that and the experience of that and everything right? could just be ease? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not some far out thing that has to be this amazing, like powerful realization in order to start to experience that. It just takes right now, make the choice, you know, the start practicing, start focusing on gratitude, um, you know, start to become more aware of your thoughts and the synchronicities that are present in your life. You make that choice right now and you'll get to that place where you are that incredibly powerful conscious creator, which you already are in reality, but you'll recognize it. Absolutely. I didn't catch on in the beginning. Did you, did you give folks an exercise or something to do? I, I took Mike off because he looks like he was doing stuff with his dog. So, <laughs> no, uh, no exercise other than uh, I gave what started me on my whole process. Self pity and gratitude cannot coexist. And every time you find yourself in self pity, re just reframing it, however you need to do it, even if you're faking it till you make it into yeah. some sort of gratitude statement. But uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it, whether you pick a tool that works for you. Um, you mentioned that book at the beginning that gave you a lot of uh, insights. There's the um, asking, asking you shall receive book by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh has a book called happier than God that goes over what he calls the mechanism of manifestation. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there for you to choose something. But the big thing is just start focusing on it, start choosing it regardless of the tool and then things will start to occur. But if you're in the space of life happening to you, then that's what your experience will be. The victim experience that life's happening to you instead of through you. When it's, once it's through you, you have a lot more potency to shift things. But when it's happening yeah. to you, you just counted yourself as separate from the divine. I tell my clients just to write down 10 things. And I've been doing this for years. And that comes from the book. Write down, maybe start with three. I write down 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. And there's a very specific ex exercise of the way you do that in the magic um, and I'm telling you, it was life-changing. Do it for 30 days and just see what happens. Just yeah. it, it, the smallest little thing, your, your ice cream cone or whatever that you had that brought you some joy. It was life-changing. Yeah. And at first it was like, oh, I got to do this every day. And, and um, what's, but, what's the worst that's going to happen if you try, right? You know, don't, don't try. Okay. <laughs> Don't try. Don't try. Do it. <laughs> try? No. Well, yeah. here, there, there's. Well, six, you're either well, doing it or you're not. Right. Exactly. Well, there, there's five words in access that they say to avoid, and I'll don't share those. Try. One of them is try. Like think of Yoda. Do or do not. There is no. Yeah, time. you are. You're either doing it or you're not. Do it for thirty days yeah, so, and see how you feel. <laughs> yeah. So the word try eliminate. The word want because we use it interchangeably with desire, but the word want means to lack. If you look at some of the shows, Correct. rich people want for nothing, that means lack. So instead of saying, I want money, say, I don't want I money decide. and see which one feels lighter. You might be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but linguistically negates everything you said up to this point. Like Casey, I love your red beard, but 
you know, <laughs> you know so it's saying that you know you don't really love something and so unless you can you can be tricky with it i don't know why i'm thankful for this but now you're saying you know exactly why you're thankful for it so you could use but tricky you know in the tricky way and have it work for you uh and then the word need as an infinite being there is nothing that you ever need and the other one i always forget oh the word why because it's a victim question and it loops right back in on itself you ask why did the universe and it says here's why why is this happening? Here's another reason why, you know, that you just end up in that perpetual victim loop. And the sixth one that they don't have in the list, but I like to add is the word perfect. And the reason I say that that way is because once you find the one you, and you choose and come to the definition and conclusion that they're perfect, when they turn out not to be, because we're all infinite beings that have so many different facets that eventually you're going to do something that goes outside of the def definition of perfection, right? Mm -hmm. So then you either have to make yourself wrong for saying they're perfect and, and they're not, or you have to be blind and be in disillusionment of all the things that they're doing that aren't perfect. And then relationships perpetuate much longer than they need to. Now, I like the word perfect personally, um, yeah, because for, for me, uh, when I use the word perfect, it's, you know, how are you doing? Perfect. Everything's perfection. It's all beautiful. But I don't mean that that's as perfect as things are going to get. It's just right now, everything is happening exactly as it should. It's perfect. Yeah, in that uh, context, and, and, I love it in that context, but that's not how people use it. Right. So for me, though, I, I love it. The perfect is a great word. Just, you know, how, yeah. everything. Perfection. I am perfection. Yeah. It's all perfection. Even in the quote and when it gets a million times better, that's also going to be perfection. If it gets a million times worse, that's also perfection. Once something's oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> all you have to do is how does it get any better than that? Right. This but, is perfect. How does it get any better than that? And when it does, that's perfect too. I love it. Just a one line from when I did my Facebook Live this morning on my uh, Sonic Shaman page. It was talking about all life is a meditation in which you're contemplating the divine. This is called true wakefulness or mindlessness. Experienced in this way, everything in life is blessed. There is struggle and pain and worry no more. There is only experience which you may choose to label in any way you wish. You may choose to label it all as perfection. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the, it. The thing I like the to word still too, because yeah. we are constant. We are never still. So I'm still trying to learn this. You're you're moving. It's just stillness yeah. is not a an aspect. We're moving. We're constantly but, moving. And yet everything is is stillness. <laughs> everything arises from the stillness. <laughs> One thing that I love, if if everybody watching this notices that Casey and I had a different point of view about the word perfect. The world didn't end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like and the, the thing that I like people to take away from that is like if you're listening to someone and they say one thing that doesn't resonate true, like look at how we talked to the, talk that through. And it, it like uh, that conversation kind of very differently if we were in different space like well no we're going to have an argument about what's perfect, you know? <laughs> and so like what you resist persists and what you what, what for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction, but both of us were in a space of allowance. So use that as a live example of how we had a, a very very different opinion or thought on the word perfect and there was space for both of them right <laughs> uh, and and, and, I, and you know and in my viewpoint from that you know hank was absolutely right the word perfect can be very limiting but uh depending on where you're at consciously and how you're using it it's a very different thing and that's and, 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 and then two, and then two seconds two seconds later we get stillness right you know like oh you're never still but then also all there is is stillness at the same time. <laughs> so language is this incredibly fun thing when we're talking about these concepts that are beyond duality. Right. That's <laughs> well, and that's, you said beyond duality, which was the next place I was going. We've talked about it before that the greatest truths of the world will be an apparent 
conflict because one is true in the duality and the way I was using the word perfect was a duality truth and the way that Casey's using perfect is a oneality truth and right. that's why even though they're in apparent opposition there's space for both of them because one is true if you're functioning from the space of oneness and one is true if you're functioning out of the space of duality and they both have their applications the question is what space you're using it from yes it's <laughs> complicated it is complicated <laughs> it's only complicated mm -hmm. until there isn't unless it is <laughs> yeah, 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 I got that. Thanks. <laughs> it, it, it's it's so actually it's it's so simple. It's so incredibly simple that our minds have to make it complicated in order to try and grasp it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> which which they never will as long as we're making it complicated. So you have to see it as simple in order to realize that it's not complicated, which is again just fun with words. <laughs> and actually reminds me of one of my favorite little things. There's this thing, God is dot dot dot. Anything you put after that is a limitation. In fact, even saying God is dot, dot, dot is a limitation. Anything you try to put into language and words, it already starts to lose some of its divine luster. And so you got to, Casey said it before, like the words point to things. The words point mm -hmm. to things energetically. So don't get caught up in the words, uh, especially yeah. if you're watching this. Go back and watch it again and don't pay attention to the words and just feel the energy of what we're talking about and see if you might have a different experience if you're not looking at it through the filters of language. Yeah, because everything we've set up until this point has been a complete lie. Uh, yes. none, of it, none of it was true. <laughs> yeah, don't do that either. Don't work for you. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, we're coming up on the hour mark here. I know, is today your meditation? I think you were sitting because you had a oh, change Thursday. What's going on with the Shaman's Way meditation? Um, they're in a beautiful space of uh, restructuring themselves is what's happening. Oh, no. really? <laughs> um, no. Well, I, I was just kind of making a joke because I had an Oh, wow. What's going on? Oh, I clicked, on, I clicked on YouTube to go and find the link. And then Stir Crazy Shaman started playing. And I thought it was today, but it was different <laughs> people. And I was like, wow, what is happening? Um, <laughs> so anyway, where was it going? Okay. So uh, the meditation... Um, I think I'm going to have probably within uh, half an hour to an hour after we stop today. Um, so um, if you if you want to experience shamanic meditation, um, uh, head on over to Shaman's Way. Let me grab the link. And then um, uh, just hit subscribe and you'll get a notification when I go live. And that's going to be 30 minutes to an hour after we end here today. So just follow, head on straight over there. Um, subscribe to that, and then you'll be uh, you'll be ready for the meditation. So let me grab that link. Cool. And I know Dr. K. I don't think you have a lot of events going up, but I put up your website. So oh, anybody who's interested yeah. in connecting with Dr. K, you can go to ihmo ihmohio.com. Integrated Health Management Ohio Correct. is what IHM stands for, and uh, you can find all kinds of fun things that she does, including biofeedback. In fact, on the HHH YouTube page, uh, last week she did a whole uh, biofeedback session for me virtually, and it's all shared online so you can kind of see uh, all the fun stuff that the machine can do and what it can tell you about yourself and what supplements might help and that kind of thing. Oh, geez. Thank you. All this try to stall for Casey, who still doesn't have his act together. But my keyboard doesn't work, apparently. Well, well, do you want me to get the link? I can, I'm almost there now. Okay, now it's typing. Shaman's way. Oh, no, there's no apostrophe in Shaman's way. Not I'm in my Shaman's copy, way. Now. Copy and paste the link. Okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, no, but it's now it's StreamYard. It's to this. 
Oh no, now we're gonna get inundated with people like trying to join the show. Come on. Oh, uh, this is a little bit of Pukle. How grateful are we are, are getting right here on camera? Okay, so that's the actual link. That's the actual link right there that I just sent. <laughs> don't, don't click the StreamYard link because then uh, you'll be on with us, and that can only end badly. <laughs> oh, cool. well, this was, right. this is wonderful. Thank you for coming on, uh, Doctor Doctor K. Is, yes. Right? Is and how do you say the last name again? Kriviak. Nobody's Kriviak. gonna get that. Oh Kriviak. Nobody's gonna get that. Adriana, Doctor K, doesn't matter to me. I mean, I answered no, anything. I, yeah, I just Most remember the things. last time I, I really thought I was pronouncing it right, and then when you said Doctor K is fine, I'm like, oh, that means I totally didn't say it right. No, I did. <laughs> See, that's a perception, Hank, oh, because I, I had but no I said charge cry, with that. I said Kriviak. No, well, I didn't think there was a charge, but I did think I got it wrong, and I did. Wrong. No, people <laughs> say it like that, too. I just, I'm good. I, I, I just yeah. answer, because I know my name's complicated. And, so. and with my last name, hardly anybody ever pronounces it right. So I still I get, get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. I spelled it wrong. Uh. <laughs> Now, just doing, because we always kind of do a go around at the end, if we want to go around and just since today's the topic of gratitude, uh, we can kind of finish on a gratitude note going around and giving some final thoughts on it. Mm. I am uh, just so grateful for all of the incredible interactions I'm having lately with all of these amazing people. Dr. K, uh, having you on these past couple uh, times you've been on, it's been absolutely wonderful. All of the guests we've had on have been amazing. Just all the interactions I've had with you, Hank, have been beyond uh, amazing and have opened me up to meeting even more incredible people. So I'm, the connections I'm making with all these beautiful beings, I'm infinitely grateful for. Very cool. And I'll say this in Quechua first, just because I feel like it. A Nike, a Nike, a Nike, Kasai, Pacha, Pukliai. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the sacred game of life. <laughs> yeah, because that's really like if you look at it at all as sacred play, we have a whole episode on Pukliai. Uh, if you look at it as play and not take it too seriously, it creates a space where you could be a lot more gracious and grateful for whatever the experiences are that are. Uh, interacting with you at any given moment. So look at it as sacred play and just be thankful for the field of living energy that's providing the space for us to even have the experience that we can be grateful for. And I'm just, I'm grateful for all of you and um, for divine guidance and divine blessings at all times in all dimensions on all levels. Um, we just don't even know sometimes. So just grateful that I found gratitude. How's that? Yeah, just just it. in itself, yeah. just... And then Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you on, Mike. I don't know if you're still having the dog there. Does he have any final gratitude moment you like to share, or a thing on gratitude, or not? For gratitude, being grateful is just a state of allowance. There we go. When I allow everything, I don't have to worry about being gratitude because I am in allowance. And that's why we call Magic Mike. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for your contribution today. Uh, go back and uh, just to throw out 
a couple of things that we just had on too. If you want to go back, I know um, Casey really enjoyed it. We had Jill Matson on yesterday and it was supposed to be on COVID-19, but it evolved into all kinds of conversations about antiquity, Atlantean technology, all kinds of fun stuff. And two days ago, we had uh, a whole thing on crystal skulls with Michelle Falcone and the 44 pound crystal skull mana, which is also a ton of great fun. So if you go check out in the description, there's a link to uh, Stir Crazy Shamans, uh, share, subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, start a watch party, just help us spread the contagion of consciousness and uh, we honor your contribution of whatever you can be for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.